Welcome to another edition of the NBN Weekly Recap Podcast. I'm James Crisofoli. I'm Ryan Boyd. Ryan's back this week. Um, welcome back. How was your last weekend? It was great. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. You're traveling yeah. away, right? Yeah, traveling away. I said the town. Okay. Well, welcome back. Um, so a lot of stuff to touch on this week. Uh, first, we wanted to talk about Bernie Sanders announcing his uh, 2020 bid for the presidency. Yeah, Bernie announced this past week, and I think it's uh, a pretty big deal with respect to how the Democratic primary is going to play out, given that, you know, how he performed last time and how he sort of shifted, uh, you know, the ideological center of the Democratic Party, you know, he'll obviously be an important player and, and one of the front runners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of the key uh, issues about his campaign, um, one, his age has been brought up a lot. Uh, if you know whether or not the Democrats want to go for a younger candidate, two in twenty sixteen he was able to push um, some of the agenda, and since then he's pushed some of the agenda of the Democratic Party to the left. But at this point, it feels like a lot of his ideas have become mainstream for a lot of the can- other candidates running. So is he actually does he can he you know stand out in this field? Um, and then the final one I think is. I don't know how actually impactful this will be, but the you know allegations of um, mismanagement in his campaign from 2016 in terms of gender and um, uh, I'm, I'm not too familiar with those allegations, but just how he can handle those. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that there's there's definitely a lot of concerns there. Um, you know, the age one is sort of hard to deal with. You can't really change that. Mm-hmm. On the, you know, sort of co-opting of his agenda and whether he's as impactful of a player, I think there's definitely concern there. Where you have in in his ideological lane, you have Warren, um, you know, clearly in sort of a similar space, and you have mm-hmm. other candidates co-opting his ideas. But I, I still think that there's a lot of passion around his candidacy. We saw he raised, you know, six million dollars in the first forty-eight hours, which you know, handily beat all the other declared Democrats. <laughs> so it's a, that's a nice GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, campaign. <laughs> yeah, a great great fundraising hall. Yeah. Um, so so shows that there's you know still excitement around his candidacy and you know he'll have a tougher time distinguishing himself in sort of that ideological space and you know he also has you know some issues around what happened in his last campaign but I think he's really worked hard since 2016 to you know make better outreach with uh, people of color with whom he struggled with or with whom he struggled in in 2016 Mm -hmm. Um, and you know he's really trying to focus on on his weak spots and, Mm -hmm. and fix those. Yeah, so um, he is now, what is it, the 7th, 15th, something, how many Democratic candidates yeah, do we have now? Yeah, exactly. He's one of many. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think you're sort of seeing, you know, Klobuchar taking the more moderate lane, mm-hmm. Warren and Sanders taking the more left lane, and you have you know, Harris, Booker, Gillibrand somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And... And then you know, a slew of smaller names. <laughs> yeah, and then throughout. Yeah, uh, yeah and then again, Julian Castro and yeah, but yeah, yeah, you sort of have a million other people around. Yeah, um, but I guess we can safely say after this week that uh, Amy Klobuchar has a firm grasp on the uh, terrible boss lane <laughs> and abusing True. her staff lane. So pe- people who love that will love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appeals to a very important constituency. Yes. Exactly. Um, so another election news um, piece of news is from North Carolina, where in the ninth district, a new election has been ordered or issued. 
um, and the date is to be determined. But Mark Harris uh, was found to they had a hearing with the uh, board of elect uh, the North Carolina Board of Elections, and they had never actually endorsed or what's it called a confirmed certified, certified yes certified, certified his victory. Um, and then they launched this whole investigation into his um, campaign and found that his he only won by 905 uh, votes. And they found that his uh, they were tampering with the absentee ballot um, voting. And he hired this one kind of infamous uh, election campaign guy um, in North Carolina. And he did some very illegal things with tampering with absentee ballots. Um, and so Mark Harris was up and testifying and he kind of started to almost perjure himself. And so the, his lawyers basically told him to just, um, revoke what he said and say that there should be a new election. So he's done that. And his opponent has announced that he will run again. And, but, but Harris is, has not announced whether or not he'll run yet. So this all kind of comes into an interesting backdrop with North Carolina has, you know, they're, they have a lot of history with gerrymandering, now this voter fraud, and a lot of, um, it's interesting because Trump has, you know, come out so strictly and against voter fraud, and re- that's been a Republican line for so long, but now that this is coming back to kind of bite them. So a lot of interesting kind of politics from North Carolina there. Yeah, and I think it's it's pretty funny. You see Mark Harris basically he concedes that there was fraud in the election and is still thinking about maybe running. Like, <laughs> the guy literally hired someone mm-hmm. to, to tamper with the election. I mean, it, you got to wonder, he should be going you know, to jail before he goes to Congress, mm-hmm. right? This, it's you know, pretty serious allegations against what his campaign did, and, and there's no way that he should be running uh, yeah. in, the, in you know, the, the next election. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the, the hiring process and the campaign, uh, it's pretty, it would be, it w- he would have had to be pretty ignorant to not know what he was doing by hiring this guy. This guy was a known tamperer. He had been caught up in a scandal in 2016 with elections he was involved with. And uh, there's there was also a whole communication line between Harris and his son, and his son was telling him not to hire this guy, but he did it anyways. And so yeah, is, he does not come appear to be innocent in this whole situation. Um, but yeah, he he may still end up running. Yeah, um, and we'll see if that stops voters from voting for him. Yeah, and again, it's just another instance of um, you know Republicans not actually caring about what they say. They say they care about voter fraud. I mean, there's no evidence that, that voter fraud happens on a broad scale. And when it does actually happen, it's, you know, it's not really anything they're concerned with because, you know, voter fraud in their eyes is when people who they don't want to vote, vote, not when people actually try and steal elections. Mm-hmm. And, and that just was crystallized by by this, you know, latest event. Mm-hmm. And the Republican Party was pretty silent on this issue. Yeah, exactly. So next on to some local stories from Cook County. Um some fun ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first, the Jesse Smollett, a Smollett, um, the actor from Empire, who he essentially um, reported to the police that he was assaulted by two men back in January, um, who were apparently racially and hom- uh, motivated, and were homophobic and were MAGA uh, Trump supporters. Um, but that has now been 
shown to be false and that he actually, you know, um, that he created and hired these two men. He, he hired these two men to uh, assault him. Um, and they, they were both, one was his personal trainer, one was an extra on Empire. And uh, I, I guess the motivation was he wanted to somehow gain some public sympathy or... One of the guys was an extra on Empire. He was. <laughs> How do you get away with it? <laughs> it just so happens one of the attackers was an extra. <laughs> How did he think he was going to get away with that? A criminal mastermind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think besides that, and that being kind of insane, um, you know, it is, I guess, concerning on a broader level in that a lot of people are using this to to delegitimize the fact that there has been, you know, a, a sharp increase in hate crimes and in, you know, in these types of attacks, um, you know, since... Wait, so you're saying elected. this doesn't mean that everyone's lying about hate crime? Yeah, actually, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, surprisingly. Jesus. I've um, been watching too much Fox. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I guess it's sort of been, you know, a, a narrative that people have been trying to build up and trying to use just to say that, you know, hate crimes are not a real concern. And, and you know, obviously that, that that is, you know, the, the biggest downside to, to, to this, you know, event happening. He's now been charged, which is, you know, obviously the right thing for the Chicago police to do. And, and they were, you know, I think correct in pointing out that, that this you know, not only detracts from, from or, or creates a perception that uh, that other people are lying, you know, which is obviously in you know a vast vast majority of the cases not not what's happening, but also takes time and resources away from from other work that the Chicago police could be doing, and and so you know it's it's you know makes sense that he's been you know charged and and you know arrested. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fox also just. Um announced that they're going to remove him from the final two episodes of this season of Empire. So some um, taking some accountability there, I guess. But um, so the other Chicago case is the case of R. Kelly, who was just um, found guilty of 10 counts of criminal sexual assault. Charged. Sorry, charged. Okay. Yeah. With 10 counts of criminal sexual assault against at least three um, other three women. Um, and bond was set at a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and this was over a period of time, I believe 1998 through 2010. So over a long period of time where all these incidents occurred. Um, and I believe after the charges came out, even one or two more women came forward and accused him after that. So it's definitely a long, uh, an ongoing history with him. Yeah. I think it's been a long time coming and, you know, people are, are happy to finally see something you know, some action being taken. Um, I think it's sort of, from my understanding of, of the facts, it's it's been kind of an open secret among a lot of people that he's, you know, abusive and, you know, has done all these, you know, committed all these crimes. Um, I think that's been known for years. There's been, you know, stories um, in different publications. I think BuzzFeed did a long story about it, um, you know, whether it be last year or a few years ago. And, you know, people were, again you know, angry that no action had been taken after, you know, these facts have been well known and there have been deeply reported stories about it, but, you know, finally seeing some action taken on Mm -hmm. what seems like decades long history of of committing crimes. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's pound through some of the other stories of the week. Um, in other news, uh, let's talk about these ISIS women, um, trying to return to the U S. Um, so, one of these women, uh, Hoda Mutana, was the daughter of a Yemeni diplomat, correct? 
and and um, he there's there's question over her citizenship because she was born in America, but it was just two months I believe after or it's disputed, but believed to be two months after he was fired. His her father was fired as a diplomat, so she could potentially not be technically a U.S. citizen. That that depends on whether or not he was a diplomat at the time, which is kind of confusing. But anyways, um, Trump and his administration is saying that she cannot return to the U.S., although they had wanted uh, European um, fighters from Syria to return to be returned to Europe. Um, but he's refusing to accept her back, and others are calling for her to be returned and then face you know criminal charges for joining ISIS. Yeah, and I think it, this is been a problem that was kind of a long time coming and foreseeable and that you know in the heat of of you know the administration's you know a pressure on the uh, on the Obama administration to take action against ISIS people said that well you know once ISIS is defeated there's going to be lots of people coming back yeah. that had fled or that had left the United States to go join ISIS you know sort of during the you know the I think it was the summer of 2014 or 2015 mm-hmm. When uh, you know those videos were coming mm-hmm. out, and, and there was you know people trying to go over and fight for ISIS, yeah. and so now you're seeing that you know yeah. you know sort of taking hold. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of I mean not just the people who who joined ISIS, but there's a lot of people who are involved were involved somehow with U.S. efforts to to, to combat ISIS that we need to get back. Um, in other news, um, well, relatedly, Trump has now said that he will agree to keep. 400 troops in Syria from he would withdraw most of the 3,000 troops, but keep 400 there to, um, I think, assuage some of his Republican um, Republican congressmen and senators who felt that this was not the right decision to fully pull out, um, and that he was already he was going to place troops in Iraq anyways to keep an eye on. Syria. He was, <laughs> he wanted to withdraw but kind of not withdraw. So I think this is him rolling back on that a bit. Um, but yeah, um, and and. Probably some influence of you know John Bolton and some of his advisors too. Yeah, I, I you know there's definitely uh, you know some probably some influence there. I think highlights the um, lack of consistency and the you know the significant confusion that sort of dominates the Trump administration foreign policy. That they'll make a decision one day, then they'll walk it back partially the next day, and then they'll have. Each person in the administration saying different things are, you know, are the United States' mm-hmm. policy. And if they keep, you know, not knowing what they want, if they keep changing their mind, you know, eventually they just lose credibility and, and lose trust. Yeah. So um, lastly, um, Roger Stone, always fun to talk about. Uh, he has received a gag order from um, a judge who he posted a photo of on Instagram with uh, apparently uh, seemingly a crosshair above her head um, on the Instagram post and so she was not too happy about that and told him that he now cannot talk publicly at all about the case. Yeah, it seems like this is not a smart man that we're dealing <laughs> with here and that he's Certainly kind of a creative man. <laughs> yeah, that he's kind of kind of kind of lost it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It is reminiscent of during the campaign when during the 2016 campaign when Trump tweeted that photo of Hillary Clinton with uh, what he said was a sheriff star, but was cl- clearly a star of David. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like Roger Stone was claiming that, oh, they weren't actually crosshairs or mm-hmm. something like some crazy thing didn't, like didn't that. See it yeah. 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 And so I'm, I'm, I don't know. These people are not very smart. And yeah. 
not very smart people tend to do stupid things, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, he is that. a self-proclaimed provocateur, so yeah, exactly. it's all—it's very consistent with his image. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. This week—that's is a is a huge week in terms of the Mueller investigation. A lot of um, pundits are predicting that something big will come out, or the Mueller report will come out this week, um, and then it'll go to new Attorney General William Barr, and we'll have to see whether or not he will release it to the public, but. Um, yeah, so that, that's the big thing to look out for this week. Anything else for you, Ryan? That's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, please read the article, NBN Weekly Recap, on uh, the North by Northwestern website. Um, and we'll see you back next week. All right. Bye.